0: Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today we collect our thoughts and play with the results. Lego. Is it a toy? Or a collectible? As always, if you want to check out links to everything we're talking about today, head over to BreakingDads.com. BreakingDads.com? BreakingDads.com. You can leave us a comment there or find us on Twitter. I'm at sorting. And if you like what we're doing, please let someone else know about the podcast. Spread the word however you can. We would be extremely grateful. Uh, if you like,
1: you can spread the word by rearranging all the letters in your alphabet soup to spell out all sorted.
0: And then just leave the bowl out till everybody else you live with gets the message. Wow. That's a good way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Within the house. go do that at work. Go do that out in public. Leave it on a park bench. I, wherever you take alphabet yeah. soup. Yeah, everywhere. Just make sure Where it's don't all sorted. Take alphabet <laughs> yeah, that's soup. That's right. I guess I'm asking the wrong questions. I'm a lifelong learner, Jeff. I'm always using, I eat alphabet soup everywhere. Uh, I love when we learn fun facts about you at the beginning of a podcast.
1: So, James likes alphabet soup. At the and library. you
0: always spell all sorted now,
1: right? I do, absolutely. That's right. Maybe we should talk about Lego instead of alphabet so soup. So, what, what are we about today? Okay, well, everybody knows that Lego started out as a toy company by a family that loved to produce high quality products and burn down buildings. <laughs> but in recent years, It looks more and more like Lego is dropping the toy side of production and replacing it with collectibles. Uh, Lego has lost their way before, be it with forays into theme parks or clothes or fashion dolls. But they always find their way back to the core of building toys for children. Although sometimes it took the threat of near bankruptcy to find their way back. But still, uh, in recent years, I felt that perhaps Lego is beginning to lose their way again. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, let's talk our way through the problem and, and see if I'm onto something or if I'm just being paranoid.
0: Well, yeah, All right. Both. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, not if I'm on something and oh, paranoid. Okay. If I'm on to something. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so the case for um, Lego moving towards collectability. Uh, I think the most obvious one uh, we can start with is a line that has the word collectible right on the name, the collectible minifigure that's, series. That's a giveaway. Yes, I think if you're producing a collectible series of anything, you're saying if you're hey, telling people hey, buy some collectibles you collect buy- these. You have
0: to. Yeah. It's an obligation. Uh,
1: so in March of 2010, LEGO released the the first series of collectible minifigures. And since then, they've released a uh, collectible minifigure series almost every three months on average. It seems like that's been going on forever. It does. It's only been since 2010. Wow. Uh, that's 20 collectible minifigure series uh, sets in 67 months. Okay, that is a lot. Yes. <laughs> Or you look at it as 323 minifigs released in 2,133 days. Wow. Uh, So that means if you're a child and you uh, take some of your allowance and you buy one minifigure every week with that uh, allowance, starting from the very first day they came out, and you never get a double, which is hard to do, you would still be missing 18 minifigs from your collection.
0: On the upside, you'd be really good at feeling polybags to know what's in it so that's a skill it's a skill yeah. that
1: I wish I had I just don't have I can't my fingers that's don't incredible. like it incredible
0: with one a week yeah wow one a week and you still wouldn't have all of them Yeah. that's maybe the releasing a lot I, don't I, know. I can't imagine that's a conscious decision by them no no <laughs> I'm sure sales have not justified no, these They looked at, at them and went, oh my goodness, looks like we accidented onto something here. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I know for me, no, um, outside of my local Lego store, I'm lucky to find a new series a week after it's come out. As mm. they, you know, my, my local big box store puts out the boxes and they're just gone and rifled through and empty. And we're not even counting the 2012 uh, London Olympics series or the 2016 German soccer team sets or football uh, if you're German, although you... Probably wouldn't say football you'd say some sort of German word equivalency which I, I don't know uh, but those were only available in limited countries, so you, I, I left them out of my count. So are you seeing these hit the secondary market?
0: Oh, for sure, definitely. So people just buying a
1: box. People buy several boxes and part them out and keep their sets and sell everything else for generally a little more. It depends on on the figure in the series, but uh, you know, some are up, some are down, but they all get sold. So if you just want to buy the exact one, you can. You can do it on the secondary market. But what's the fun in that? No, no. <laughs> So you can tell that uh, Lego was thinking of these as collectibles, other than calling them collectible minifigures. And they definitely weren't thinking of just making it a cheap and easy way for uh, kids to get cooler minifigs. Now, at first, uh, the first two series had a secondary barcode on the back of the package, so you knew what minifigure uh, was inside uh, the bag. Right. Um, that way, if you wanted to get a specific one, or if you wanted to build an army of, you know, ninjas, you could do that. For series three and four, they replaced the easy-to-read barcode with a series of Braille-like bumps, which made it harder, but still helpful. Um, and I know for me, I would just make sure I had 12 different sequences of bumps, and I knew, or 16 different sequences of bumps. I knew I had the whole series. Hmm. That made it easy. And they said, no, no, let's get rid of that. Um, so after series four, everything they released has been completely blind, uh, unless you have the time to stand there all day and feel around the bags, hoping your fingers lead the way to victory, which my fingers never ever do <laughs> there are people out there with that just magic ability within 30 seconds to know what's inside of it with 100 percent certainty yeah whereas i'm always trying to convince myself like no no maybe this is the one maybe this one has buzz Lightyear's
0: years visor this is it right it's gotta be we shouldn't let you near like vegas keep you away from anything where you've <laughs> got to just make you know guessy decisions and gut instinct and Yeah, I have. I don't know. Maybe I think it's just with the feeling. Just with the feeling. Yeah,
1: I think my instincts are right.
0: Like Uh I knew you were trouble. But you don't have magic skills. You You couldn't be a magician.
1: No, my sleight of hand is terrible. Hmm. Um, I used to be able to make things disappear and impress my children, but then they turned two, and it
0: just (laughs) completely
1: ruined (laughs) that. So in 2013, uh, series 10 is where Lego freely admits that they're in the collectible game and they really want people to spend lots and lots of money on these collectible minifigures as they released a limited edition Mr. Gold minifigure into 5,000 boxes of Collectible Minifigure Series 10. So 5,000, which seems like, okay, that could be a lot. Um, But it's really hard to figure out how rare this figure is, as LEGO doesn't tell us how many um, boxes they release of each series. Um, So I did a little back-of-the-envelope math here. Around 2013, LEGO was producing approximately 250 minifigs a year. Um, they made three collectible minifigure series that year. Do you so say two
0: hundred fifty or two hundred fifty million?
1: Two hundred fifty million.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: yeah, two hundred fifty would not be a no, lot. I was thinking. No. I was like,
0: what? they made five thousand Mister Gold, so <laughs> yeah. you know it's going
1: to be bigger than five thousand. Two hundred fifty million. So let's say, uh, and again, this is a total guess that uh, the collectible minifigure series accounted for about one third of the total minifigure production from that year. Um, so that gives us around 85 million collectible minifigures. Mm. Further, again, we're just guessing here <laughs> that Lego knew that Mr. Gold would cause a collectible frenzy. And that half the collectible minifigure series production of that year went to series 10. So say about 42 million or so minifigures. Mm. Uh, that would put your odds of finding Mr. Gold at about uh, 1 in 8,400 uh, which if I'm honest, actually seems a little too good. I don't know <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. I feel like it would be even harder to find that's than that. That's better than lottery odds. It's better than lottery odds. Um, and you definitely are winning the lottery if you find it because uh, if you find that Mr. Gold, and if you went to sell it today, you'd get about between one and two thousand dollars. Wow for Mr. Gold. So each minifigure weighs about four grams, which I have no idea what that is in ounces for you Imperial listeners out there. But four grams is very, very light. If you had four grams of pure gold, it would only be worth about $200. Yeah. So Mr. Gold is worth more than his weight in gold.
0: That's an impressive amount of money for that thing. A piece of plastic. That's bananas. Yes. Wow. And 5,000 of them worldwide. I I can't even imagine. No. That's not something I think you would attempt to try to get. You would just get it if you did. Oh, but people did try to get, and they bought boxes after box after box. Yeah, and it's just... But then I guess if you know you can sell the minifigures on the the secondary market, it's not a risk scenario. if, If you can buy the boxes... From an original source. Yeah, right. But if
1: you're buying sealed boxes on the hope of getting uh, that there might be a Mr. Gold inside, of course, the boxes sell for an inflated price over and above what they would on the secondary market. So, uh, yeah, it's good times. But um, at no point do I think children's best interests are in mind when you're creating a frenzy on a collectible... Um, with the entire idea Now you know, Lego had to know that the secondary market was going to explode Hmm. with these Mr. Golds and that people weren't buying them hoping to get a Mr. Gold so they could say, Oh, look at me. I have a Mr. Gold. And I'm sure there are people out there that are like, no, I want to keep it as mine to say that I have it. Yeah. Um, I would sell it. It just doesn't seem toy-like to me. Not only that, it's not even a great minifigure. It's just a gold minifigure with a top hat. It's not the most exciting. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my feelings on them. Now, just to wrap up this whole idea with the collectible minifigures, to give you an idea of how much these series have affected LEGO's production, um, it took over 30 years for the worldwide LEGO minifigure population to reach 4 billion. So, by 2009, LEGO was saying there was 4 billion minifigures in the world. And that means about 130 million figures per year on average. After the release of the collectible minifigure series in 2010, LEGO only needed Four years to hit 5 billion Lego minifigs worldwide, or about 250 million a year. Um, Now, just last year, uh, Lego announced that they produced, on average, 23 minifigures per second in 2015. That's over 725 million minifigures in one year. The human population only grew by about 100 million in 2015.
0: We're being invaded. Yeah. They're taking over.
1: It's funny, because there was uh, around 2009, they released a graph that said around 2019 the Lego minifigure population would outstrip the I mean, human population. Alone I'm bias. pretty sure we might be at that point already uh, as uh, production. I mean, you're doing a quarter of a billion a year, and I, I don't think
0: 2016 they're going to slow down. I think people worry a lot about, you know, silly things like the zombie apocalypse, but I worry yeah. about Lego minifigures gaining sentience. They gain some kind of artificial intelligence we're done for.
1: I don't know, because uh, their heads are tiny, right? So mm. there's only, they, they. would be, I That's think, true. an
0: instinct-based intelligence mm-hmm. right and and i don't know some if, large neural networks are going to create with their one their one neuron each
1: yes so end, you see end, it'd,
0: be, it'd be more like a swarm type thing yeah Is that's that right what, yeah. exactly and it's swarm intelligence that's that, would be a, that would be a terrible way <laughs> to go but but we digress i'd say that that's the odds are low okay thanks yeah. Jeff. i can sleep at night <laughs> I can get rid of my uh, ABS melting chemicals now.
1: Yeah, I think that I think Perfect. you'll be. Saying, you don't need to sleep with a <laughs> vial under your pillow <laughs> no. just in case. Let's move on from minifigs, though. Another thing uh, that I've noticed: if you look around the Lego store nowadays, you'll see a lot of large box sets in the hundred dollar plus price range. Mm. Um, now, some of this can be explained by the fact that Lego releases more sets in more lines now than they have ever done in the past. But a higher percentage of Lego store space is now dedicated to models aimed at the adult market.
0: More licensed stuff, too, I guess. Yeah, because they, they've they got more That's licenses more than they,
1: you know, they used to just have one, yeah. and now they have several. They have their own properties, like Ninjago and uh, Nexo Knights, yeah. right? And all of those have big sets, because you got to have big sets. Oh, I just
0: mean the uh, the licensing fees from like Star Wars and things like that.
1: Oh, yeah, that jacks the price up, yeah. for sure. There's definitely the the... Star Wars the tax, in, as yeah. some people <laughs> call the uh, additional price you pay for licensed sets. Okay, so since 2000, LEGO has released at least one or more Star Wars um, Ultimate Collector Series sets. And these tend to have a higher price point and be more complicated builds than the regular Star Wars sets. Um, two of these sets, uh, number 10018 Darth Maul, released in 2001, and 7194 Yoda, released in 2002, um, are sculptures with absolutely no play value. Yeah. You get a bust of Darth Maul or a full statue of Yoda, hmm. and you build it, and you you go, man, that looks awesome, and then you put it somewhere and fight dust for the rest of its life. I think it has more to do with um, building uh, statues out of Lego for the theme parks and for their Lego brand stores, uh. and people going, I want to buy that, and then eventually them going like, oh, well, they want to buy it. There, there tend to be a lot of basic parts in them. Right, okay. So the the return on them has to be quite good. Hmm. You know, you're selling a lot of uh, two-by-two bricks um, in certain colors and the instructions to put them together in a cool way. And that's pretty well it. So that's my guess of how that came about. But there's no way
0: you can say it's a toy. Right, exactly. They are not a toy. No, no, they're a thing that sits on a shelf and... Looks cool. Yeah. They they go in your cubicle. Which is totally, oh man, if you had a cubicle with like a Darth Maul bust made out of Lego, It'd like... disappear. You'd have to put <laughs> put glass bolted to the table.
1: Your boss would come by and be like, mm, yeah, so we've been hearing a lot of talk about your alien heads. but your yeah. dark side. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to take that home, okay? That's a reference for the older people in the crowd. That That's all we have. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, since 2008, uh, Lego has released 35 architecture sets. Again, no play value. These are nice buildings <laughs> that you build that vary in scale and look really cool. Um, they tend to have a higher price point per piece, um, even though they're mostly smaller pieces. So mm. it's not a cost thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just that they realize these are made for grownups, and grownups have more disposable income. Yeah. Therefore, they'll spend more money on the things they like. It's true yeah um and they're awesome i've looked at them many a time and thought man it would be cool to have a little
0: space needle on my desk but... some of them are kind of i don't know i'm not i'm underwhelmed by them really eh? yeah i'm impressed i think oh they look they do look kind of cool but as a lego thing eh. i don't know
1: yeah I, yeah we, he... we
0: built one and i was like yeah it's it's cool it's not a fun, it's not a fantastic lego build mm-hmm. i feel like that was and it does look neat at when it's built but it's yeah what am i going to do now?
1: what because it, it doesn't fit with the anything. rest of the scale, unless of anything you, else.
0: yeah, yeah, have a collection of architectural builds, which yeah. some people do, which is awesome, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There's many twelve-year-olds sitting around mm. with a collection of architectural builds. I don't know. There's many twelve-year-olds that want to grow up to be architects. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you did, that's right in your, your wheelhouse. You'd right. be like, that's exactly what I I need. And that's a driven kid that's probably yeah. going to have ulcers. <laughs> but it seems like it's it's definitely driven at that uh, that corporate kind of audience.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a nice. It's, it's, you would probably have that over Darth Maul's head. Yeah. And you're on your cubicle. Yeah. If you want to show that I'm a Lego fan,
0: but I, I do know it's not one architect toys. who is big on those. Yeah. Just, you know, build buildings during the day. I'm going to build smaller buildings. At yeah. T- <laughs> nice. It's
1: <laughs> the people that are in it because it is their passion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's right. For
0: sure. Um, but,
1: but again, definitely not a toy. No. 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 You don't see, like, your daughter's not going to take, like, this space needle in the flatron building and develop a narrative about how they go shopping. Yeah. Her friend's Mac is not yes. going to attack the space needle. Moving on since 2000, Lego has released at least one creator advanced set, which are the, uh, like the modular buildings and the, the larger sets like fairground mixer that mm-hmm. they had, uh, the Ferris wheel, those sort of things. Yeah. Obviously that's proved quite popular since, um, since 2008, they've released at least four of those sets in a year. With five in some of the years, hmm. so obviously people are spending the money on them. Yeah, and by people I mean mostly grownups. Yeah, as they're expensive.
0: Yeah, it's again unless we're underestimating the price point that people are willing to hit at Christmas. Like maybe that's right. Grandma and grandpa are like, well, they need this. Or
1: maybe because we're Canadian, <laughs> that,
0: that's, they're much that's less another, expensive in, that's in, a in good the point. states.
1: Yeah, and uh, our dollar just makes you know a hundred and fifty dollar set a. Two hundred plus two hundred twenty nine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that was not that bad yet today. Uh, but yeah, still they're they're much higher price points. They're much more complicated builds. Um, some of these builds can take you know eight hours to put together. Yeah, that's not your
0: average child. Although I wonder if it's becoming your average child, like with the the complexity of sets and the uh, kids. You know, I think again we've gone through this when mm-hmm. we were younger. You wouldn't have the amount of sets that kids have nowadays. That's true. Like Lego was really expensive as, in comparative to a lot of other toys yep. on the market. Whereas now it seems our kids have yeah, so much Lego. It, so if a it, video
1: game costs ninety bucks yeah. Canadian and you take that ninety dollars and go to the Lego store, yeah, you can get a pretty good set.
0: Yeah, like our kids get a lot of you know birthdays, Christmases. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Lego flying around. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's if it's not such a stretch now for people to spend that for a gift. Mayhaps. I don't know. Yeah, but I, it does. It does still seem to be kind of collectible. E
1: more yeah and geared towards grown-ups more
0: yeah perhaps i don't know i don't know if that's shifting i yeah? let us know if that's uh, how you guys are using them but i yeah i don't know i know my kids would love a lot of these sets yeah i don't know if they'd have the stamina to build an eight hour build <laughs> they just don't have the allowance discipline no, that, that, that's the problem <laughs> I think that's the bigger yeah. issue
1: for them so uh since 2008 lego has gone to san diego comic con with exclusive minifigs and sets that they either give away or sell exclusively at the show Um, Always limited and highly sought after on the secondary market. Uh, For some of the giveaways, if you're lucky enough to win one, selling it can pay for your entire trip down there and then some. Um, So it's very interesting that, Hmm. um, again, it used to be they'd start with, you know, one thing. And now it's they're going to have a couple of sets to sell and a couple of minifigs to give away. And you got to win a draw either way to either win the minifig or win the right to give them money to buy a thing.
0: Yeah, it's not a, like a novelty anymore. It's like a, it's a, there's the stakes. There's real stakes yeah. there. Yeah,
1: there are people... Which I can't
0: imagine any problems with this. <laughs> it is a
1: weird thing. And um, it does seem that there's a lot of pressure on people to win stuff to justify their trip down there. <laughs> uh, or even, like I say, win the right
0: to buy something. Yeah. Which is a weird... It's a weird... Well, if you've won your right to buy a right to get a ticket, then you need to... Get the thing to justify, <laughs> like man, oh man, it's so much work. Yeah, this is why seem... this is why I'll never go to Comic Con.
1: It's a weird. I, I, we'll never say never.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah,
1: <laughs> never say <laughs> never. This is why I haven't gone yet. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of the things keeping me too. Is I I would like to go and enjoy the show and not have, spend the whole time thinking, "Am I getting the stuff I need to justify my <laughs> thing here?" Forget the experience. I need the stuff. <laughs> Lego doesn't have to only have five thousand of a the minifigure. They could have made. 50000 to take down there. Hmm. But Lego definitely engages in some uh, forced scarcity. uh, That, you know, they control the taps. They can make what they want. Uh, And it seems to me that Lego has a very interesting relationship with the secondary market. Now, obviously, Lego itself doesn't make any money on secondary sales. No. But they do seem to have enacted some policies that can inflate secondary market prices, thus ensuring the mainstream media will run stories about how Lego is a better investment than gold. Right. As was the uh, the thing to do over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because then you get people going that have no interest in Lego buying Lego. And more people buying your stuff has never been bad for a company. So what are some of the policies they've put in place? Uh, well, it seems, and again, there's, I can, I've got nothing official. These uh. are just uh, what I see with my eyes out there um vip early access to big sets hmm. every time lego offers early access uh, ebay is then flooded with that set featuring item descriptions like not even out yet or buy it before anyone else right <laughs> so you're creating scarcity by limiting who can purchase hmm. um, and i'd love to say that every vip lego member is a uh, you know someone with kids that's buying toys or, or a collector of themselves but no there's lots of poachers out there that that like to get the stuff just to sell the stuff. Yeah. And that's a weird thing. Um, I've also noticed that my local Lego store seems to get very little stock of a big release when it first comes out, only to get more a few weeks later, hmm. um, which is weird uh, because Lego c-
0: control how they stock sh- stores any way they want. Or the, could that just be a, uh, a, like a manufacturing decision, like let's get it on the shelves now while we're still printing the rest of the inventory? I mean, it's like just-in-time kind For of inventory sure, strategy.
1: But if you're going to sell out regardless, which LEGO seems to,
0: yeah, um,
1: then what's the point of having a rush to get a few out? Huh. Uh, to me, I think it, it only serves well, to create guess,
0: hype. And the LEGO stores are, you know, those aren't franchise stores. So they, I yeah. guess they know metrics-wise very closely what that sales bump does and can see... First and second release of the the item. What mm-hmm. they So the, yeah, you're, I mean, there could be something there where they could say, "Well, you know what? We see a big bump. Let's throttle scarcity a bit, or, yeah, or, or generate scarcity,
1: yeah, to generate press to yeah. to get
0: people." I don't looking think it's malicious, it. but I mean, that would be a, if it, uh, if they were intentionally doing it. It's a good sales strategy.
1: Possibly. I mean, uh, the most recent example I can think of is the Ghostbusters HQ set, which mm. my local store they said they only got twelve of on the first day. And they were completely sold out without within the first 10 minutes of being open.
0: Yeah.
1: And that would really suck if you're like a 10-year-old kid that saved up their allowance and paper route money for months to buy the set. And you couldn't get it on the day they said it's out because a bunch of adults had bought as many as they were allowed to carry out of the store. And that's weird because um, those adults are just going to take that yeah. box and stack it up in a closet and hope to sell it later for more money.
0: I, I kind of feel like it might be a... Um... Given how big Lego is globally now, mm-hmm. a, a warehousing issue and a logistics issue. Like, if you can do just in time, producing those sets, getting your inventory right to the stores instead of warehousing it, mm-hmm. that's more efficient and cost effective for Lego as opposed to building your entire inventory of that set and then. But when sending the second out wave bulk, of inventory
1: comes in, you're in immediately big
0: pushing it right out. You're not yeah. even warehousing it. You're literally sending it to the stores as it's getting manufactured. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I think, possibly, but I it does know. seem suspicious. It does, but given the global demand, you think mm-hmm. how many Lego stores is there? Globally?
1: Yeah, the i the logistics department of Lego. Yeah. Boggles, not even how many stores, how many warehouses, how many uh, factories are involved in producing and one I, set?
0: I, if they can, the, they can't cut costs in a lot of areas, but warehousing is one mm-hmm. area where they can cut it. So. Plus, they do have a history of their warehouses burning down. <laughs> this so is there true. Is. <laughs> So just in time logistics is like perfect for them. It might be fear-based. Like, it might be like,
1: yeah. get these sets out of here if before this transits up. They
0: can't, they can't light fire. Oh, That's sad, right. they only had one tanker ship sink releasing Lego into the world. This is true. Whereas
1: they've had four or five fires. I can't I can't even remember. I, them. So <laughs> it's now. a safer
0: bet Get it on the boat. Yeah. Get it on the boat. Get it where there's water. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I, that, hadn't, again, I hadn't thought I, of it that I way. I feel bad laughing at that, but it's it's kind of, yeah, I I do wonder if that's, again, it, yeah, it's so hard because you can cut these mm-hmm. issues both ways, but they're always in the advantage of it as a product. Right. So it's hard not to be a little, you know, conspiracy theorist about this sort of stuff. Plus, you know, being
1: the age I am, cynical
0: is like well, my base true. mode, right? Yeah. That's a good point.
1: You can't grow up when I grow up and uh, not be cynical.
0: You young kids out there, be idealistic. Don't be cynical. Don't be like They're saying, what is Jeff talking about, mom and dad? (laughs) That man is, he's just cynical. (laughs) And and he's obsessed with fire. (laughs) What's wrong with these people? So much.
1: One thing that's not wrong is the packaging on sets nowadays. Mm. Um, You can see the evolution of uh, the Lego set packaging. Uh, Around 2007, Lego started to put a little uh, box or cutout on the front of some of their packages, showing all the minifigures included in in a set, which makes sense. People want to see what minifigures am I going to get. Inconsistently, they would either place it on the front or sometimes on the top or side of the box, uh, but it was always there. After a while, they started to include a, a new splash panel that highlighted any new figures that uh, they hadn't made before. And then by 2012, they added a new uh, little new cutout graphic that they'd put beside each figure that they hadn't made before. Um, so this made it easy, easier for minifig collectors and resellers to decide if they'd like to buy a set based solely on the minifigures it contained.
0: Or they're just, it's both consumer information. They're just giving us all the information we need to make an informed decision. Is that, (laughs) is that, is that what it is? I can't even. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely,
1: and if you see some of the builds that these new minifigures came with, um, sometimes you're like, wow, they wanted to produce this minifigure and they also had to get a set at this price point.
0: Some of those stretch sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. really that's, come on.
1: And who knows, maybe in the design process, they were uh, going for a certain price point And then later, yeah. somebody looked at a spreadsheet and said, no, it has to be this price point. And they had to scale back whatever their plans were. Delete half those bricks. Yeah. Possibly, maybe. Yeah. But one thing's for sure the box was going to have new beside that yeah. figure.
0: Because on this one, they, they gave him a vest which has uh, an extra stripe on it. Well, that's so, awesome, right? Yeah. Like, and does he have the alternative helmet? Yeah. And there's four minifigures in a swing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So really you'd have to buy this set, you know, because
0: yeah. your captain of the
1: resistance
0: guard is not the right one. And it is true. It's again that rise of the minifigure has mm-hmm. really changed the whole thing.
1: And for a long time, Lego resisted this idea of being a minifig company, a minifig collectible company, and it was all about the toys. It
0: was all about the toys, all and then about the they, set. They looked at being a profitable company yeah. and went, you know what? Let's give the peeps what they want, yeah. right? Yes. That's, I mean, I'm sure that
1: was exactly what said in the I, boardroom. Somebody stood up and said, what if we give the peeps what they want? The, the mini peeps. Yes. The mega peeps. The mega peeps. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, again, it, it's, I, I think it, it works both ways. Mm-hmm. I think it gives people what they want and it works in Lego's advantage. So it's, I can't be too cynical about it. I think they're, they had to make those decisions. I can
1: be too you cynical. Be. I think somebody stood up and said, "We'll make more money if we throw a new mini fig
0: into this, sixth build of the same Star Wars thing we built already a bunch of times. And then someone else said, and everyone will be happy. And then they all had it. They threw their hands up and confetti fell from the ceiling. And they drank champagne. What about balloons? Balloons. Well, no. No, just confetti. Just confetti. They spent all the the money on plastic manufacturing. And then
1: later that night, some poor woman had to clean up all that confetti, (laughs) and she did not have a good day. (laughs) Um, So Lego is about to release another line with absolutely zero playability. The Brickheads. But, they, um,
0: but they're so cool.
1: I have to agree. Okay, so these were first released at San Diego Comic-Con as exclusive sets, so you could win the right to buy them. Uh, and uh, that was 2016. But LEGO will be launching a line of these in 2017. Um, and these are definitely designed to compete in the same space as the uh, ubiquitous... Oh, I can't say that word. I wrote it and I can't Ob- say
0: it. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. That's what I said, right? We got vinyl? Yeah, of the of the Funko Pop vinyl or collectible figures. ABS. Yes. I'm going to take it... We've talked about this a lot. Uh, we hate. I hate those things, those vinyls. Yeah. I hate them so much for so many reasons, but they're vinyl. Mm-hmm. We don't need more vinyl. No. Vinyl's a terrible material. No,
1: let's surround our bedroom with off-gassing yeah. vinyl. ABS
0: yeah. is a far better plastic if yes. I have to choose between the two. So if I'm going to take a you know, nonsensical collectible figurine to play somewhere, I'll take ABS. Um, and they look cool. Now... I agree, because they're, they're cute little
1: big-headed statues built out of Lego, and they look great on a shelf or a desk. Um, outside of these looking good, uh, these figures will also... No, wait. No, that's it. No, they're that just going to look get... good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all they've got
0: going for hey, them. I, I'm i not surprised they went into this market when they no. they looked at uh, again. They looked at the store shelves and went, hmm. The, well, that's the thing, because those
1: Funko Pop, they're in toy stores. They're yeah. in comic book stores. They're in grocery stores. Yeah. You get the right intellectual property... Basically, if you have some sort of till that takes money, there's Funko Pop somewhere in the store. It's true.
0: I'm pretty sure you could go into like oh these are going to be like bookstores. Mm-hmm. You could have you'd have anything. Yep, and you, just shelves of them. So we'll sh- see Shakespeare Pop. <laughs> you could have
1: anything. I'd be shocked if they haven't done that. Actually,
0: yeah. Well, come on, like Where's your literary licenses? Yes. You don't even have to pay like exactly. royalties on this. Uh, now, make
1: no mistakes. I am the target market for these, uh, and I yeah. will consume them wholeheartedly. I have barely avoided buying the Funko Pop figures over the years. Um, I'm always just about to buy one knowing that once I bought one, I would need to collect a bunch. And then spend your whole life
0: feeling guilty yes. about all the destruction to the environment you've done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, be like, that's
0: totally your thought, right?
1: son, make sure you hand this <laughs> vision Funko Pop figure down to your great
0: grandson. <laughs> I don't want to go into landfill. Hand him the bag of uh, it. Cause it's going to yeah. decompose in another 12 minutes. The vinyl ones. Um, Actually, no, that's be, true. They'll yeah. be here forever. Yeah. 12 billion years yeah. or something like so. You know, but what else? Now Lego's doing it, and yeah. I, can't, I couldn't be happier. And they could take it apart if they get tired of it. That's right. That's the nice part about these things, I think, mm-hmm. is that if you truly just get sick of it, it's Lego. Absolutely. Whereas the other ones. You could take that Iron Man logo and make an Iron Man car. It, you don't need to make it Iron Man. Exactly. Right? Or you could build a bigger Iron Man. Or you can pretend all, all your friends' figurines killed Iron Man, took his stuff, and now has built something else with it whatever yeah that's what my daughter would do that's right or you could take
1: the head from iron man and build like a squirrel girl tippy toe um iron man suit which Done. was featured if you're not by the way if you're not reading the unbeatable squirrel girl as a comic you should be i haven't been it's i'm a cynical and it's got to be the most optimistic happy comic well, the history. in history yes it's about a girl that has all the powers of a squirrel and all the powers of a girl that's pretty amazing and she's unbeatable it's right in well, her obviously name obviously she would yes be. <laughs> Uh, anyway that's my comic recommendation for the day <laughs> <laughs> it's got a squirrel named tippy toe that wears a bow oh my god yeah how am i not reading this i don't i'm a little upset wow and it's written by the guy ryan north the same guy who right. writes the, the, adventure, uh, the time. adventure time comics yeah
0: so i'm all over this there you go
1: <laughs> i'm trying to convince i'm just trying to convince james to read this
0: comic no now, you, really... you just told me that's enough I'm i'm sold
1: so maybe I am too cynical. Maybe I'm being too hard on Lego. Perhaps they haven't lost their way. And they are still a toy company first and foremost. Um, they still hit all the price points, right? They're always going to produce sets that kids can buy with their allowance. Hmm. That's And some of these are sets
0: that adults look at and go who would spend money on that that's a terrible set a child wearing yeah. uh, with dirt on his face and a, yeah. one of those little caps and a tear in his eye because he can only afford something that vaguely not, resembles a like set enough,
1: not enough people <laughs> bought their newspaper that day is yeah, that like, is a, this a newsie you're this, describing yeah the 1800s <laughs> yeah and then he goes and sings a song and then disney goes no we own that song that's right
0: okay that's why he's living on the streets. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, those uh, six dollar Lego sets right. are not aimed at adult collectors no. ever. Those are guilt purchases done at is that what they <laughs> in are? Toy stores. Fine, I'll buy you this if you just shut up and we can get out of the store. I'm guaranteed that's what that is. You've got some shopping to do later oh, today, don't you? I can today. tell. I find yeah. toy stores the most depressing places on earth. <laughs> you no, know, we just watch other people, man. It's <laughs> Just social <laughs> dynamics. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> You just
1: secure so the guy like with a fold up chair in the corner and a box oh, of popcorn. I, just... Absolutely. Well it's like
0: it's like cashier tills are the way they are. It's all about these like weird impulse and guilt purchases. There's there's no noble You're gonna talk retail to me. Yeah, I can't okay. No, you, know, you know this. Let's move you know on. This.
1: And now while Lego is a sophisticated interlocked building medium, it will forever be sold in toy stores. Hmm. Which we just found out is James's favorite place to hang out and laugh at other humans. <laughs> Uh, Even the large sets that they make, uh, like the Creator Expert ones, they do uh, focus on play uh, based around a storyline, sometimes to the chagrin of adult builders who don't care that the laundromat next to the bank is simply a front to steal cash out of the vault, or that the detective will never solve who is smuggling cookies into the bar because he's blinded by love. Well, these are people who don't love joy. Yes, um, I must say, as an animal builder, as I build these, hmm. I love that yeah. there is a storyline cool. built into it. I always imagine you giggling as you build these things quite often, and yeah. I go like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And you call
0: your wife over, and she <laughs> just shakes her head and walks out of the room.
1: Uh, yep, that's exactly yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people though they just want their new modular building for their Lego City. Apparently, story-driven play features and civic planning just don't mix. I don't.
0: I, I, don't I disagree this. wholeheartedly. Yeah. If more civic planners thought about story mm-hmm. when they were doing their jobs i think the world would and be play a features. better place yes. absolutely we've all seen those
1: those um public parks that have a playground where they never thought of play features no they're like let's build this structure there now never the kids will play done yeah
0: no uh. joy
1: uh now and lego will from time to time update an old classic set like uh, santa's workshop which they released originally in 2009 and then again in 2015 they're almost exactly the same build with some repeat minifigs and it'll allow people that miss the original to get it again without paying the inflated secondary market prices which I like which I like a lot and Lego if you're listening and I and I know you listen to this podcast please re-release the early modular buildings I need them yeah I need them bad yeah, I know. and I don't I don't I'm not I don't want to pay that money
0: no but I will it's it's that's terrifying when you look at the secondary oh. market prices on that stuff you know it's dreadful it's dreadful yeah and i need a letter. And go. you're not going to part those out and and build them from other... i look at that i look
1: at that from time to time yeah. you know but some of the parts are exclusive to those sets yeah. and so they're ridiculously priced and you should re-release them and you should give me some to build and review
0: that's yeah there you go
1: right that, that'll I, work I think, right? That's yeah. <laughs> I think that's
0: fair yeah i think that's
1: fair the other thing to look at, too, uh, almost all of LEGO's marketing is aimed at kids. Hmm. Um, now, LEGO now loves their adult fans. I mean, it wasn't always that way, but they've come to embrace them. Uh, but let's face it. LEGO shapes almost their entire advertising budget towards getting kids to want LEGO. From TV shows to the websites, it's
0: all kid-focused. The, the LEGO magazine. Yes, absolutely. These are... What, <laughs> not for adults? <laughs> well, I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I find the puzzles a little easy.
1: (laughs) My kids get so mad when I write in them.
0: (laughs) Submitting your submitting your picture of your build, and they just don't put it in?
1: Not once. Not once.
0: Seems unfair. It
1: seems really, really unfair. But what are you going to do? To me, the most important reminder that I'm still playing with toys is that I zoom around the little car, truck, or motorcycle on my desk, uh, making noises. Uh, And then my wife asks me, are you playing with your Lego? Of course I am. It's a toy. So what do you guys think? Has Lego begun to lose their way? Are they still a toy company that makes some collectibles, or are they now a collectible company that makes some toys? Let us know. Leave a comment on the website or hit me up on
0: Twitter. I'm at stillsorting. And if you've enjoyed the show, please spread the word. Give it a rating in iTunes. Let someone else know. Yell about it. Do Do all those things. Until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff.